Hey there, I'm Andrew Ainsworth, a proud supporter of Sword and Laser, thanks to Patreon.com. It's easy to set up, and what do you get out of it? Endless geeky bantering about the latest sci-fi and fantasy books. So if you want to help out, head over to Patreon.com slash Sword and Laser. Give a little, and get a lot of Veronica mispronouncing things. Hey everyone, welcome to the Sword and Laser. I'm Veronica Belmont. And I'm Tom Merritt. Sword and Laser is a book club, but it's so much more. We bring you author interviews, news from the world of science fiction and fantasy, and of course, awesome discussions from fans just like you. Or at least very similar in that they like genre fiction. It might in be a, a lot similar, different from you in other ways. Similar personas, similar cohort, yeah. mm-hmm. but I we would all say. pull in one direction. But all, di- but all different too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's our differences that make us alike. Is that how that works? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not sure if that, that's how that works. I'm not sure that's how that works. If the if the way that we're alike is that we have differences, right, right, then that makes sense. Um, what are you drinking? I'm having a <gasps> Corona. <laughs> He's having a Corona. He's showing it to me. Uh huh. Mm. I have to say, I went to dinner, delicious, and went to go try out some rock climbing shoes. Yeah. And by the time I came back. Tom Hanks and the entire NBA <laughs> had COVID, I guess. And well, the entire also NBA doesn't our, have COVID. Only and one our borders player. are closed to Europe. And that all happened in the two hours I went out of the house. Yeah, a lot did happen while you were out. So that was something. So your your uh your trip to watch an NBA game and immediately leave for Europe with Tom Hanks. And hang out with Tom Hanks. All off. Whole thing's yeah, off now. All off. It's all off. Um I I feel like I need a drink, um, mm-hmm. but I can't have one because I'm doing my sleep apnea test this week. Oh, is that what's up? Yeah, so I'm so doing the home test. So you have to not drink well in advance of it, huh? No, it's like three hours. Like I can't drink before bed. You're doing, I go to bed early. Oh, because you're doing the test every night. I get yeah, it. Yeah, I'm doing, I, I'm doing a, 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 an at-home test where I put the machine on at home <laughs> and I wear it. Put the machine on. It's like Sounds a whole daunting. thing. Yeah. And like I have to stick things up my nose. Do you become more machine like, than human? At I'll night? take a picture tonight and I'll send it to you. Okay, it's pretty yeah. funny. Um, it's not as bad as the one I did in like the overnight at the hotel that they have their setup for. <laughs> She's now more machine than podcaster, twisted yep. and sleeping. But they do it two nights because a one night at home test doesn't usually return enough data. Yeah, they need to get more a real sample. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So they do it two nights. Um, hmm. but you're not supposed to drink like. Anytime after dinner beforehand. Throw stuff off. Right. So unfortunately, but we'll see. Then maybe I can figure out why I'm snoring. I feel like I should disclose that I do hold 10 shares of stock in Anheuser-Busch InBev, the makers of Corona. Do you? Yeah. That's an interesting choice. Um, Well, you know, I'm a St. Louis boy. All right. All right. That's fair. Um, so anyway, I hope all of you out there are are healthy and, and weathering this crazy worldwide storm we're going through right now don't touch your face don't overreact react enough (laughs) i have never wanted to touch my face more i know i've actually gotten it's a talent i've been uh developing over the past week of like how to not touch my face how to not touch your face Mm -hmm. what do you have any top what's tom's top five um well the the training wheels are to use my shirt when i have an itch like if i just can't stand it yeah. I'm like, well, they're not touching. So you get in the habit of 
not letting yourself ever touch. I bury my entire face into like my armpit. Grabbing my arms with my with my hands. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you bury your. I don't think burying your face in your armpit is well. If I have to terribly, itch, I go like this. Well, because you're using your shirt, right? Yeah, I'm yeah. using my shirt and mm-hmm. my arm and shoulder, and that seems to help. Yeah, you can pick up pick up the shirt at the collar. I don't know that that's terribly hygienic though. Like, it's probably that's just, better than something. I feel like it's better, but it's like it's not the end game. That, that's just going to get me to 100% no face touching. Listen, I you know if I if I have to get it, I want to get it now. Because I want to get it before the hospitals get too overrun. <laughs> you want to beat the rush. I want to beat the rush. I want to get in early. This is a serious thing. Uh, if you get it, you may not even know. Yeah. Uh, if you are younger than 50, chances are you're just going to have flu-like symptoms and mm-hmm. get over it. You won't have to go to a hospital. Yeah. And so when I say, like, don't overreact, but react appropriately, you need to you need to be careful, but you also need to not panic. Because yeah, I don't have any respiratory things. If you don't, again, if you're immunocompromised yeah. and you're under 50, of course, it's a different situation. If you have underlying conditions, it's a different situation. But but most people are just going to have a really bad cold. That doesn't mean yeah. it's not serious. because, no. it, But once you get to the above 70 group, it becomes an 18% death rate. So you're, Ooh, you're trying to protect yeah. old people. Yeah, here. protect everybody else, herd yeah. immunity and whatnot. Um, Definitely. I, yeah, my mom and I were trying to figure out like, is the TB a thing? Is that, is that, nobody's ever told oh, right. me if that's like my a, lungs mm-hmm. are compromised mm-hmm. from that. Mm-hmm. By the way, if you're new to the thing. show, I had tuberculosis, which yeah, is back, weird. Uh, because Veronica is a thousand years old and yeah. uh, lived through. <laughs> I had the, the actual consumption. Yeah. What was that book we read? <laughs> oh, shoot. Was that, that was one of the time travel ones, right? Yeah. Yeah. I can't remember the name right off. So that of was, that was actually a biography of me. Yes, of living through the consumption. <laughs> yeah. I went back anyway, long story. Um, so okay, well, yes. Anyway, hope everybody is dealing with, you know, if you're self-quarantining or not feeling great or worried about other or people. Just worried, yeah. Yeah. Anxious, and just worried yeah. about things. It's stressful. So hopefully you can find some solace in good books and conversation. Let's talk about books. And doing that stuff. Yeah, let's first jump into the quick burns. We are down. To the final four. How the heck did this happen already? Oh my gosh. In March Madness. Yes, indeed. Uh, down to the final four. Uh, of course, if you're if you're new, uh, we do we do a tournament every March of 16 books. Each book is paired off against another one uh, in a poll at Goodreads. And the winner of each week's poll goes on to, to face off against another book until we have just one that becomes our April pick. Uh, we have the laser semifinal. Mm-hmm. I guess it's the laser final. It's the semifinal of the whole tournament. Uh, Children of Time by Adrian Tchaikovsky versus This Is How You Lose the Time War uh, by Amal El Motar and Chuck Wendick. Uh, the sword semifinal is The City of Brass by S.A. Chakraborty and Rivers of London by Ben Aronovich. Yeah, nice. Um, I've only read one of these, so I'm I'm pretty excited. Um, I've been, you know, a lot of both all of these I am excited to read. So thank you for voting. There's still time. Get in there. Get over to Goodreads. Look for the March Madness thread and cast your votes. Time is nearly up, and I'm I'm super excited about it. Yeah, the uh, This Is How You Lose the Time War versus All Systems Red by Martha Wells uh, last round was separated by three votes. Whoa. Yeah, it was close. So your vote does make a difference. That's right. Yeah. Wow. Ooh. Close. You know, all of these have been... Pr- mm, no. Okay. 
There's the first a few round was pretty... pretty definitive. The mm-hmm. second round, the other there was that one that was really close. The other three were were less close, but at least were tight. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, I mean, I feel like we seeded the books well, because that's the way a, a normal tournament would be is like you'd have some blowouts in the first round and the games would get closer and closer as the better teams progress. Right. True that. Very cool. Um, Jan says, let's welcome Jan. back. Well, OK, so he mentioned in the forums that we can oh, we say can call it whatever we want. Whatever right. we want. You're right. So I'm just staking my claim to Jan. You say Jan. It's fine. I say Jan. You say Jan. OK. Neither one so of us are right either. By the probably way. not. Um, <laughs> Jan says, let's welcome. Oh, Jan uh, uh, says, let's welcome back the Star Wars Expanded Universe 2.0. Lucasfilms has announced its next big cross medium publishing campaign, Star Wars, The High Republic. According to the press release, Lucasfilm will launch an epic new era of Star Wars storytelling that will be explored through multiple voices in adult and young adult novels, children's books, and comics from a variety of publishers, and starting in August of 2020. On StarWars.com, StarWars.com, the High Republic is described as an era when the Galactic Republic and the Jedi Order are at their zenith about 200 years before the events of Star Wars The Phantom Menace. The project is supposed to cover a more optimistic time, and in a video in the article, some of the creators describe the tone as, quote, Jedi Knights of the Round Table or Jedi Texas Rangers. So we're getting a lot more books. Uh, it, it, it's not really Star Wars Expanded Universe 2.0. Well, it is Star Wars Expanded Universe 2.0, but that isn't new. Uh, there have been a lot of Expanded Universe books since they reset canon uh, before force awakens. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, if you haven't read lost stars by Claudia gray, if you haven't read phasma by Delilah Dawson, uh, read them. They're excellent books. Even if you don't really like star Wars that much, uh, they're just really good stories. Uh, and there's a lot of other good stories in this. What I like about this is they're saying, even though we don't have movies to fill in the gaps with books anymore, mm-hmm. we're going to stake out a claim in the star Wars universe and tell stories. And these are stories that really weren't even told in the original expanded universe that much. Uh, so that that's kind of cool. I, I like this. Yeah. And if they are kind of like Jedi Knights of the Round Table or Jedi Texas Rangers, if it's got more of that feel to it, that's kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of like the Mandalorian was. Mm. I like I'm super in. Um, yeah. I know Star Wars. I, I'm not the I, I like Star Wars. I have seen all the modern Star Wars. I've obviously kept up to date on what's going on in that universe, but I'm not like an expert. That's not my area of expertise. So I, I just kind of like it. What? what? Yeah. What no, I know you what you're saying. At? It's like, yeah, but you, you shouldn't it, it, you shouldn't have to like say, look, I don't have a doctorate in Star Wars. I just well, like, I'm not it, like right? I'm not like Carboni. I'm not know. like, you know, but, it's but it, yeah. there is this this culture out there sometimes of well you say you like star wars but do you know the names You're just of a all fake of the yeah. girl right yeah. <laughs> i haven't heard so, that one in a while maybe right. we should bring everyone's it back. devoted all their rage to politics that's true that's true um i wasn't i was saying i was joking when i said bring it back don't ever bring that back no. i was just you know I, i'm pining for the good old angry days of the internet uh i'm not yeah uh, i i would rather have the the no anger days of anything 
All the time, but all the time. That's just a pipe dream, I suppose. Hey, uh, Jan said, according to The Hollywood Reporter, Ava DuVernay and Victoria Mahoney, uh, second unit director for The Rise of Skywalker, are working together to produce Octavia Butler's sci-fi novel Dawn as a TV series for Amazon. Mahoney serves as writer and director on the script to series projects. So let's wait and see if Dawn will, in the end, see the light of day. (laughs) Nice one. I want to apologize if we've mentioned this on the show before. I know I've covered this somewhere. We have. we have. mentioned okay. it. Yes. Why didn't you tell me that before? Um, because I really wanted to again have the conversation of how are they going to accomplish the things that yeah. are in this book specifically. I still don't know. Am I, allowed, <laughs> am I allowed to talk about spoilers for a book that we read? No, not not. This far. is a spoiler-free zone here. So okay, think, all right, yeah. all right. Well, maybe we should start a Goodreads thread about yeah. how they will accomplish some of the more. What's um, your best guess? Do they just leave it? I can't really leave it out, though. Can't leave it out. Kind of a huge plot yeah. point. And if they changed it to something else, that would just... That'd be awful. Yeah. Well, I'm, I, for one, am eagerly anticipating, just like how the scene from American Gods played out, mm-hmm. I, too, mm-hmm. am looking forward to this mm-hmm. scene for different reasons. Similar, but different reasons. TRP says, an early happy 42nd birthday to the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. The first episode of the radio series was broadcast on the 8th of March, 1978. And of course, it's now a late happy 42nd birthday. Uh, it was an early one when TRP Three days ago. posted it. <laughs> yeah. uh, but by the time we're reading it, of course. Uh, but yeah, 42nd birthday. It's an important one. It's the birthday of life, the universe, and everything. And if you're listening the day the show comes out, four days ago. Yeah, it's an invariable number of days. Well, no, a variable number of days, depending on when you listen. Mm -hmm. Yep, that's right. Uh, Kurt said, I just found a new upcoming novel called Trigger by an author named Tom Merritt, Mm. available as an arc on NetGalley. Maybe you've heard of him. Congrats on the upcoming release of book two. Wait a minute, that's me. No, I haven't heard of him. Oh, you haven't? That's me. No, I haven't heard of him. Have you heard of me? Because I'm me. And that's my book. And it's coming out March 24th. Congratulations. You can pre-order it for Audible and for uh, paperback on Amazon. Oh, yeah? Who's reading the Audible? Uh, Kevin T. Collins, who read Pilot X, the first book. Uh, Oh, so you're just like hiring other people now. I didn't hire them. Inkshares did. Go complain to Inkshares. getting other people to do it. I got Adam's number. You It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Hey, Kevin T. Collins did a great job. No, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. Uh, If he read the first one, that makes more sense. Yes, he did. He read Pilot X uh, Mm -hmm. and Audible uh, is publishing this. It's an Audible original. Um, So, yeah, go go check it out. Uh, Pilot X was a time traveling adventure novel, which you can still get uh, about Pilot X, who just wanted to fly his time ship Verity. And Trigger is about him dealing with the guilt of all the things he had to do to save the universe in Pilot X. Sweet. All right. Next up, Tamahome says Altered Carbon anime movie oh. coming from Netflix, March 15th. This is the spinoff. So the Anthony Mackie Altered Carbon just dropped a couple weeks ago. And now we're going to get another thing in the universe. But this one's anime. OK, that's kind of cool. OK, so do we. It's a spinoff. Okay, so it's a spinoff, but it is not spoilery to the new season of Altered Carbon, or is it? Where where does it live? It will explore in... new elements of the story mythology. Okay. Uh, with Takeshi Kovacs. 
Okay. Kovach leading a new cast of characters in a new re-sleeved body. Okay, so this at the very end of the article, it says, we also do not know at what point in Kovach, Kovach's timeline the show is set in, but most likely it is set in the years between season one and uh, two when he was on the search for Quell for okay. a number of years or before season one when he got his Kinnaman body. Yeah, there's a lot of time before season one that you could explore. Some of it's explored in season one with flashbacks and stuff. But. And you know, honestly, I, I was really um, confused. I started watching the new season. I, I'm only like one episode in. But about like how much time actually elapsed between season mm, one mm-hmm. and two, because at first it felt pretty immediate. But then some of the references made it feel as though he's actually been wandering around for a good amount of time. Um, so this would this would fit into that to that well. I uh, pressed play uh, thinking I would start season two mm-hmm. and saw Kinnaman instead of Mackie and thought, oh, I guess they're, we're going to start with him still. That's weird. And then realized I had never finished season one. Oh, what? <laughs> okay. I thought I had. I really did because I read the book. So I know yeah. how it ends. Yeah. I would just, and in my mind, I just forgot that I never finished the last two episodes. Now I'm finishing the last episodes of that before I start on the Mackie season. Uh, Buzz wanted us to point out that Audible is creating an exclusive audio version of Neil Gaiman's The Ooh. Sandman. <gasps> I want to get that. I want to get that now. Cool. And then Mark says the 2020 Audio Awards were announced March 2nd. Science fiction winner was Emergency Skin by N.K. Jemison, read by Jason Isaacs. And the fantasy winner was The 10,000 Doors of January by Alex E. Harrow, read by January Lavoie. That was one of our tournament competitors. It was. Yeah. It was. Um, so that's that's awesome. Uh, more More awards going out there. Uh, Jan Jan says the Lambda Literary Awards have announced their 2020 finalists, the Lammies, honoring achievements in LGBTQ literature published in 2019. Finalists in the science fiction and fantasy category are Black Leopard Red Wolf by Marlon James, The Deep by The Deep by River Solomon, David Diggs, William Hudson, and Jonathan Snipes. False Bingo Stories by Jack Jempt, The Priory of the Orange Tree by Samantha Shannon. The Rampant by Julie C. Day, A Spectral Hue by Craig Lawrence Gidney, Stories to Sing in the Dark by Matthew Bright, Wake Siren, Ovid Resung by Nina McLaughlin, and uh, there are other categories besides science fiction and fantasy. You can find those at lambdaliterary.org. I have got to read, I'm sad that it didn't make it through further, uh, Black Leopard, Red Wolf. I yeah. Have, I mean, it's on so many lists, and I just haven't gotten to read you it mean yet. You it was in last year's tournament. Oh, right. It was last year's tournament. Yeah. Okay. You're right. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I've got to pick that one up one of these days. Dominic says the newest Humble Bundle just dropped. Woo! And it happens to include an anthology of short stories by this month's picks author, for lack of a more elegant turn of phrase, Cameron Hurley, plus a ton of other nice looking science fiction fantasy books. So that's pretty neat. Yeah. Now, this is uh, pay a dollar or more. You get Bruce Sterling, Pirate Utopia. Uh, Sword and Sorcery Anthology, Stable Strategies. Yeah, no, it's good stuff. Uh, Humble Bundle, bringing it, bringing it. Ooh, you also get Steampunk Revolution edited by Anne and Jeff Vandermeer. Mm -hmm. That sounds pretty dope. Oh, there's a lot of good stuff. Maybe I should get I do not need more things. More books on your to read pile. Right now. Yeah. Well, I guess if we all go into quarantine, got to do something. I work from home already, so if I were to go into quarantine, it would my life would not look that different. <laughs> yeah. Oh, did I tell you I'm working for home for yeah. the foreseeable future? So uh-huh. uh, my life as, again. As many people are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
All right. Well, thank you for everyone for submitting stories into the Quick Burns. We check there every week for new stories, and we always appreciate your contributions. Uh, but now it is time for Barrier Sword, which is our feedback from the audience. And we have a run of Twitter posts here, and so it's really good. And I also want to point out that um, our friend Beth Mitchum has got uh, got a little competition going oh, this week. Really? Yes, mm-hmm, but, right. but more on that shortly. Um, first up, we have a note from Benedict. Uh, he says, got an Instagram account, Sword and Laser? Would be cool if both of you had access to the same account for uploading pictures of things you're reading or podcast setups in each of your homes, etc. Um, Tom sprung in right away to say that that was a good idea. Um, I'm, I'm here to be the more, um, uh, like, like level-minded I don't know when I will have time to do that person. Oh yeah. No, I I do love that idea. I said, I said pretty much, I I had the same thing in my mind, which was, that's Mm -hmm. a great idea. (laughs) That's a great idea. (laughs) Sure. Uh, would be nice if someone did that. Also, Ben, you don't need to come into my other Instagram posts on my personal account and remind me that you suggested the sword and laser account be set up very nicely. Very nicely. Hey, have you set up that sword and laser account yet? Um, cause here's the thing. It is a great idea. Ben's not right. Wrong. Uh, I am horrible about posting to even my own social networks, uh, and, and much That's less true. ones for shows like daily tech news show that I operate. If we set up sword and laser as an Instagram account, first of all, we'd both have to remember to do it, share the login and then post to it. And that last one is the one where I, I can tell you right now, I'm just going to forget all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, are, you, are you setting it up? What are you doing? I'm looking into it. I'm looking into it. Um, I mean, I'm not, I, this is not to say you're wrong. This is, there's a problem. The fault lies all in me <laughs> here. All right. I'm just gonna, you're just making one that, right now. Let's see. While we're thinking about it. This is how sh- stuff gets done with sword and That's laser. That's how stuff gets done. I'll do that later. Okay. Skip that. I mean, all right. Maybe, well, maybe I'll remember to take pictures of the of the review books that come in, like Scalzi does. Could I do. Hope I, got I the could name maybe right. do that. Did I get the name right? Sword I and did. Lesser. Okay, you can follow Sword and Laser now. Just Sword and Laser on Instagram. That's an okay, account go, that ben. exists. That's how this happens. So yeah. I'll work on it. We'll we'll see what happens. Give I'll probably be reposting stuff to it. A lot of other people's stuff too. Yeah. Yeah, people cool. post like Priscilla posts a lot and tag Sword and Laser, so that would be cool. Oh yeah. Uh, we can Priscilla just post a lot. <laughs> can Priscilla just run our Instagram account? That's what I'm Seriously. getting at here. She has Seriously. all the books. So it would just make sense. Uh, Buzz Park uh, wrote a GTN review. All right. Ready? That's um, Gideon, the Gideon the Ninth. Yep. 16 snarky goth sword fighting necromancers in space on a deadly video game like quest to achieve immortality and unlimited magical power. Only together can they achieve success but they all have conflicting agendas and many of them are not who they seem. That's a good one. Good one, Buzz. That's really good. Like we're skating right up to the spoilery line even and I just like it. dangling you right out there. That's awesome. And then Kenley Newfeld also has a review. Mm. This is for, uh, well, you'll see. The earth is run by corporations with three human classes. Dietz is a soldier who experiences the war differently than others as they battle the Martians. Power, freedom, friendship, surprises are in store. Light Brigade by Cameron Hurley. So well done. Yes, I love this. I think that should be the book jacket copy. Oh, 
Love it. Yeah. Very cool. Uh, and then Eric Redden really loved this month's Sword and Laser Pick, The Light Brigade by Cameron Hurley. It's not for the squeamish, but if you like memento-ish puzzle stories, military sci-fi, and or well-written time travel, it's a great read. That's a, that's a great review as well. Yeah, that should be a blurb. Perfect. Yeah. So keep them coming, folks. You can tweet at us, Sword and Laser. Let us know what you think about this month's pick or other books that we've read. Uh, you know what? Just anything you're reading. I, I would love to hear your your reviews of of any sci-fi or fantasy books that you're, you're into recently. Um, it's yeah, always absolutely. fun to hear what other good stuff is out there. Cool, cool, cool. All right. Well, speaking of The Light Brigade by Cameron Hurley, um, should we hop into a little bit of book discussion? Let's do. Uh, Just a little bit. I I really enjoyed this book. I think you I finished made that, it. Yeah. Okay. That I maybe I didn't make that clear because we hadn't technically started it and I was already mm-hmm. done with it. Uh, but <laughs> I finished it fast. Uh one of the things that I involuntarily notice about mm-hmm. the books that we read for the show is that I haven't quite classified, I don't have a cladistics of all my reactions, but they range from I need to read this book to Oh, you know what? I need to read this book. That'll be a, that'll be fun. To I want to read this book. Oh, good! I get to read this book. To I must read this book. When do I? When can I find time to read this book? And mm-hmm. the Light Brigade ended up being in the last category of I was wow. just reading it, even when I should have been listening or doing other things. I was like, you know what? I don't think I'm going to watch TV. I'm going to walk around in the backyard with the dogs and listen to this book. Uh, I just really wanted to find out what happened to Dietz. I was into that puzzle aspect of it. I wanted to find out what she was missing, what was behind the war, what was the secret that she obviously was going to uncover based on what other people were telling them. How were the pieces going to fit together? All of that stuff. Yeah. Well, this is not a wrap up episode, so right. No spoilers. This is all don't don't blow your pod book jacket (laughs) stuff here. But I got um, to use it, Tom. Did you hear? Yeah, I did. Uh, Okay. Thanks. We were joking before the show that Justin Robert Young has a phrase that he taught me at Sketchfest a couple of months ago um, for like not using up the conversation you're having before the podcast. Yeah. And he just said like, save it for the cast or something like that. And I was like, you know what's better? I was talking with Tom. Don't blow your pod. It's grosser. It's it super gross. Well, it's, it's super not gross. unless you start to think about what it could be alluding to. Right. So don't. Yeah. Anyway. Although that's perfectly natural function. Yeah. Yeah. We're all human. Um, I am about 70% of the way through. Um, I am listening on Audible. Uh, I I would put Gideon the Ninth in the last category for me. Yeah. Um, where like I was making time to read it, like trying to find like every little bit I could like kind of squeak in, um, squeak in rather. And <laughs> and for this one, this is more of like, I like it when I'm listening to it. And I'm, so that, yeah, that's my second category of like, yeah. oh, I, I'm, uh, it's time for me to, to read the book and this is enjoyable. Yeah. Like I'm getting on my bike, I'm writing, well, I'm not doing, oh, that's what it is. I was just realizing before the show, I'm like, man, I haven't read Light Brigade in a couple of days. And uh, I realized it's because I'm not commuting anymore. Mm-hmm. So that was my commute Yeah, you're going to have to pretend commute now. Yeah, go on like actual walks or something. Yeah, take take bodega for a walk. Listen, yeah. that's what that's what I get a lot of my listening done. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am enjoying the mystery mm-hmm. and the the, the way the book is put together. Um, Deet 
Pets, I'm having a little harder time with. Really? Yeah, but I want to save that for the wrap-up right. episode. Okay. Um, can you can you can you give us a taste of of what it is, what the flavor of Dietz is that's putting you off? I I, I get frustrated with the. I'm not going to call it a trope. I'm going to call it more of a something I see in a lot of these kinds of books, especially like more military kind of sci-fi fantasy, mm-hmm. where they're they're kind of doing a lot of like the blind military stuff, like just like being part of the cause and she sees herself doing it a lot of the times and yet still doesn't try to fight it too much either. Um, and so I get frustrated with her because of that. Cause she mm-hmm. feels like she has mm-hmm. no other option. And she, she says that a lot too, like in the story, but I find that frustrating. And you're 70% of the way in. That's interesting because <sighs> trying to figure out a, a good way to phrase this. Mm-hmm. Deets, one frustration I had with Deets was that you think you should know more about her character the farther you get in the book. And it feels like a lot of stuff happens towards the end. I kind of got a little spoilery. Um, I in in the reason we're not doing a lot of uh, Goodreads discussions in this episode oh, is because they all had spoiler tags on them and mm. I'm not done yet, so it was hard for me to go through. And then one I did click on that didn't use the spoiler tags in the actual post. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, oh, what's this one about? And I clicked into it, and I found out something that now I'm going to be looking for that I haven't hit yet, which seems see. to be a major reveal. Right. Um, so clearly I do not know everything about Dietz right. um, from what I have gathered. Uh, but yeah, so I'm, I'm excited now to get to that and figure out how that changes things. Um, but... Otherwise, it's yeah, it's fine. I like it. I'm just not like dying to read it. But a lot of people are really liking it. So it's yeah. just me. Uh, it, well, everybody has different opinions. Mm-hmm. You know, it's my old refrain is no one's wrong for liking or disliking a book. My only thing is to give things a chance. If you give yeah. things a chance and, and you, you have to bail, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just feel like some people damn a book before they've even given it a chance. And right. And that's fine too, except that's not what this book club is about. Yeah. <laughs> this, this book club is meant to, like from the beginning, it was Veronica exposing me to fantasy, me exposing Veronica to science fiction that neither one of us had been exposed to. Not that, you know, not that neither one of us n- never read it the other, but like we were exposing each other to things we weren't familiar with. That's right. That's the premise here. Yeah. It's just read, read it at any cost, no matter how much you hate it. Just read it. Read the whole thing. Read no, the whole you can, series. You can read the you entire can, author's you, collection. Don't get that sunk cost fallacy going. <laughs> if you, you read the first page, now you have to finish it. Yeah. If you try it and you're, and you've given it a fair shot and you're like, yeah, this is not okay. Or, or I think if, if there's a trigger in it, uh, ahead of yeah. time and you're like, Ooh, yeah, no, I'm not going to be okay. I know that this is not going to be okay. That's fair too. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but if you can give it a chance, just. Don't don't damn it because you you don't think it's going to be good. Right. I was joking about everything I just said, by the way. I was not. No. Because I'm seriously drinking a Corona beer. Just to spite the world. Just to spit it in their faces. And drink my own spit? Like (laughs) and keep that stock up. That's what you're doing. You're trying to save the economy. and Anheuser Busch and Beth. No, I just think it's silly uh, that I was. I was actually kind of hoping it was on sale or something. Because, <laughs> oh, 
cheap uh, beer. All right. Well, that's that's an episode of Sword and Laser. Um, <laughs> we'll have we'll have the wrap up to uh, the Light Brigade in two weeks, uh, and so the winner of the tournament. Yes, and the announcement of the winner of the tournament. Um, if you're not playing along at home, uh, but please hop in there and vote. Like it, it's a tournament because you folks are out there voting and picking stuff and and feeling passionate about your favorite picks. Uh, so we we want to get in on that. And of course, thank you so much to all of you who fund our show over on Patreon. Thank you so much. If you want to help support us, you can head over to Patreon.com/SwordAndLaser. And you can support the show by buying books through our links. Find links to the books we talk about and some of our favorites at swordandlaser.com slash picks. Send us an email feedback at swordandlaser.com. The website is swordandlaser.com. All of our discussions happen over on goodreads.com slash swordandlaser. And you can call and leave us a voicemail at 4157-SWORD-6. We'll see you next time. Wash your hands. Don't touch your face. 20 seconds. Audio program so good, it's like you're there!